0: The reading is from John, chapter 6, just verses 16 to 21. Jesus walks on the water. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake, where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark, and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing, and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed three... three and a half miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were terrified. But he said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. morning. Seems a bit strange being about two meters further to the right than I normally am up here. Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, where our hearts have become hardened, we pray that you will soften them. And where our hearts have become fearful, We pray that you will comfort us through the message you bring to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus walks on the water. When I saw what passage I was going to preach on today, I was excited. I thought, great, Peter's going to get out of the boat and he's going to walk on the water towards Jesus And the message I'm going to be given is going to be all about stepping out in faith. But then I looked at the John passage that we were set, and I realized nobody gets out of the boat. A different message is coming today. So to set the scene, we are halfway through our series on Jesus, the miracle maker. And last week, we heard about how Jesus fed the 5,000 people. And if you miss that, do listen to it online. Uh, it's good, especially when we're doing a series, isn't it, to catch up on, this, on the sermons that you might have missed if you were away. So many people were fed. And then as a result of that miracle, we read in verse 15 that the crowds decided that they would try and make Jesus king by force. And as a result of that, we find Jesus trying to get away, withdrawing by himself. I suspect he might have been worried that the disciples could have been tempted in order that they might fancy becoming the local heroes for a while for a, some kind of rebellion against the Romans. They might have got caught up in it and got distracted from what Jesus knew was the plan. So he sends the disciples off to Capernaum by boat, and off they go. And we come into this story hearing about this time of gloom, The wind is getting up, the waves are rising, it's getting dark. Sounds a bit like the weather yesterday, doesn't it? And we know that the boats didn't sail yesterday. But there the disciples were, rowing, straining at the oars, but just not making any headway. They were facing forces outside their control. Now, these were, until recently, competent fishermen. But even then, They might have been good at their job, but sometimes there were just things they couldn't cope with. That might be true for you today. You might be facing forces outside your control. Maybe government and financial forces, and market forces that you're facing at the moment that are completely outside your control. Maybe things going along in your organization or your workplace that are completely outside your control. Maybe illness Maybe the loneliness of being single. Maybe the whims of a difficult toddler. Things outside your control that you're struggling with today. And you're feeling it's just one step forward, two steps back. And if that's not you, I'm sure you'll be able to look back and think of times when you've been in struggle. Times perhaps when you were being bullied at school. Times when there was something you really struggled with that you found difficult. But... That's a time past. So maybe today God is calling you to look back and remember something and what you learned from that experience that you might be able to share with someone else. And as I was preparing this sermon, I wanted to speak to people in the congregation who I felt might be in a time of struggle to see what, what their stories are. And it's been really rewarding for me to find those things out and I'm going to share them with you in a while. So the disciples are in the boat and it's not going well. The struggle is really tough. But enter Jesus. Verse 19, it says, when they'd rowed about three, three and a half miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. Now the disciples would have been longing for Jesus to help them, I think. But when they see him, They're so confused by the fact that he's walking on the water, understandably, uh, that they think he must be a ghost, and they're really frightened. Seeing Jesus is not helping them at the moment because their perspective is clouded by their fear. In fact, he even seems to be compounding the problem, making it worse. And I've been thinking that sometimes when we stand up the front and talk about faith, in a time of struggle that you're facing I think sometimes it can make you feel worse so for example this is how it might be going along in your head at the moment you mean as well as working all the hours God sends as well as my terrible boss and the fact that my team are tearing each other apart you mean you want me to talk about Jesus as well or You mean, as well as changing nappies every five minutes and having so little sleep that I don't even know which way is up, you want me to be able to have full of joy and faith in my life and share with others about the joy I have in Christ? In those kind of feelings, faith just seems like something else that makes us feel bad, something to feel guilty about because we can't rise to those kind of heights. But, To the disciples in the boat comes Jesus. Not waving on the shore, just encouraging them from the the banks, but coming towards the disciples. He's coming to bring comfort. And he says those amazing words, it is I, don't be afraid. Just like a parent comforting a child. He comes in the middle of the struggle. And sometimes in a time of struggle, as we cry out to God, we see breakthrough. And this is what happened to the disciples. So we see in verse 21 that they began to realize that it was actually their master. It was Jesus, not a ghost. And suddenly their fear is transformed. And it said that they were willing to let Jesus into the boat. Very generous of them. Seems like a funny thing to say, but they let Jesus into the boat. And then it says, immediately... Immediately, the boat reached the shore where they were heading. So there they were in the middle of the lake in a storm. Everything seemed hopeless. And then Jesus comes to them. He gets into the boat and the whole thing is transformed. And that's as much of a miracle as the fact that Jesus was walking on the water, in my view. The fact that the boat just suddenly appeared in the right place. And the storm was calmed, as we read in some of the other accounts which focus more on the storm itself. The situation was totally transformed. And we know that that does happen today. Situations are transformed by the power of prayer, aren't they? I'm sure if I asked you of stories that you could tell me, lots of stories about when things have been transformed by prayer. The more we pray, the more it happens. The more we expect God to work, the more it happens. And Chris told quite a few stories last week about that, about miraculous moments that we've experienced. And also, many of you belong to our prayer link. Um, Mary Freestone's here, and Mary collects prayer requests from people and then sends them out by email or by phone to people who want to pray. And often we get replies, don't we, of things that we hear have been sorted, that God has miraculously transformed a situation. It does happen. And we know the guys from Soul Survivor, they're bound to have stories of times of struggle which have been transformed by the Holy Spirit this week. So make sure you call them afterwards and ask them for those stories. And yet, sometimes the struggle carries on, doesn't it? What's it like to have faith then? What's prayer like then? We need a theology that holds firm in those times, don't we? when our arms are too tired to row anymore, when there doesn't seem to be any light coming at the end of that tunnel. So as I mentioned earlier, I talked to some people in the congregation to find out what their advice would be when they thought about faith in a time of struggle. One person said to me, these, these by the way are mainly mums who've got tiny babies and, and little toddlers, so they know about struggle. One mum said, Don't be afraid of short and simple prayers. They don't have to be fancy. Don't be afraid to pray the shortest prayer. Even a cry of help is a prayer. There was good advice about praying for wise friends that you can talk to, that when they say to you, How are you? you know you can say really how you are. One mum said, I wonder whether sometimes we don't actually invite Jesus into the boat with us. We're in the storm, we're crying out and saying, God, why aren't you dealing with this? But have we actually invited him into the boat with us? Have we surrendered to him? And I think, I know from my experience, that's sometimes the case, that I haven't actually asked him and spent time just surrendering myself to him. Someone else said that they find it really helpful to hold on to answers of prayer they've seen in the past when they're finding it a real struggle and another one someone who's a carer at the moment says she finds Matthew 7:34 really helpful that's do not worry for tomorrow has enough worries of its own which might sound like quite a negative way of looking at things but actually when we think about times of struggle when things are out of our own control then it's really helpful to know that we're not in control, but God is. And that we can just take one day at a time. So in some ways, that's not rocket science, is it? These are not startling new pieces of wisdom that you've not heard before, are they? I'm sure if I'd asked you to give me a a selection of ways in which to keep faith in a time of struggle, you would have come up with those. But the point I think God is getting to us today is that it works these are real stories from real people in our congregation this is theology at work this is living faith this is our experience so let's keep sharing those stories uh, over coffee today why don't you ask somebody rather than talking about the weather exciting though it was why don't you say you know, are you in a time of struggle right now Does this, was this relevant to you and if not, can you remember a time of struggle? Because I'm going through a time of struggle. Can you, do you have any advice for me? Let's share and keep on sharing and keep our faith real. So when I spoke earlier about wishing that we had the passage from Matthew, where it was all very exciting and, and uh, Peter got out of the boat, I felt God very firmly saying, No, learn the lesson of surrender. Now, surrender to Jesus is not defeatism. It's not saying there's nothing we can do, that's just life. We're not surrendering to evil, we're surrendering to Jesus, and there's a big difference, isn't there? Because when we surrender to Jesus and remember that He's Lord of the situation, then our hearts get transformed, even if the struggle doesn't get transformed at the moment. Seeing through Jesus' perspective, means that instead of focusing on our fear like the disciples were we focus on Jesus and then everything changes so this is a weird sermon to do with Jesus being a miracle maker isn't it we should be you know really upbeat but I think that this is one of the biggest miracles of all Jesus is a miracle maker and the transformation of our hearts is perhaps the biggest miracle of all can you remember learning to swim Uh, for me it was a very long and painful process for my poor parents Uh, but I did get there in the end and the thing that I thought would save me was holding on to the side so letting go was a big problem but then of course the very thing that you're frightened of the water is the thing that will hold you up you won't discover that until you let go then you find the buoyancy of the water and that's a picture of surrendering to God in a time of struggle we're going to move now into a time of prayer and hopefully on your seats you have a little bookmark so if you want to take those There are plenty, so if you can't see one, just move around until you find one. I'm just going to invite the music group to come up, and they're going to play for us during a time of reflection as we consider what we've learned today and reflect back on our own times of struggle or the struggle of others that we're concerned for. And on your bookmark, you've got a prayer. So I'm just going to read that first. It says, Christ, Savior of every life, you come to us always. And that's even in the storm. Welcoming you in the peace of our nights, in the stillness of our days, in the beauty of creation, in the hours of intense combat, when we're straining at the oars and not making any headway. Welcoming you means knowing that you will be with us in every situation, always. Jesus is coming, and we can invite him into the boat. So I'm going to ask the musicians to play that well-known song, Be Still and Know That I Am God. And while we do that, just hold on to the bookmark, or close your eyes, whatever helps you to focus on perhaps your current struggles, or perhaps to reflect back on past struggles, or those of others.